Hello, and welcome to A Pint of Cthulhu. It is I, Ethan, the Red Toucan, and I am the DM for this adventure. For this adventure, we have Josh playing Addison May, the Tabaxi Fighter. We have Soren J, aka J, playing Furby, the Furbold Druid. We have Captain Hero Man, aka Cap, playing Gertrude, the Hill Dwarf Barbarian. We have Matt playing Donovan Longhop, the Herringong Rogue. And last but not least, we have Cartman playing Vine E. Jackoff, the Air Coker Ranger. All right, sit down, have a pint, and enjoy the episode. A word of warning this podcast is not for kids, so listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to A Pint of Cthulhu. We have a special guest with us today, the Data Jack from the Echoes of Echelon podcast. Uh, second time in a row, it's the Echoes of Echelon podcast. E S H A T O N. Did I say Echelon again? Oh my! Are we starting again? Do you want to? No, let's leave it in. Let's go for it. Let him correct. Leave it. Fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> Fucking, we're doing it live. Great to be here. So it'll work. On the uh, draft of uh, Evil Evil One podcast. Really happy to be here for the second time. Oh, sorry, Pine of Cthulhu is what I meant to say. Uh, thank you for yeah, the. Invite. We we had that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally had that coming. One hundred percent. Totally. Oh my god. Yeah. I. Now I'm embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. Well, we well, we're gonna do a special one today. It's gonna be kind of a one shot, uh, but not really at the same time because everybody's gonna be their same old characters. Um. So basically, the way we're gonna start this off is everybody is in your you know your lovable Stonehill Inn, um, in your now goblin occupied town of Fandolin. Um. The Jerry's are behind the counter. You know, polishing some glasses. Um, a couple of Jerry's come out. You guys are sitting at tables with some pints of ale. Obviously, the free ale that they give you, because um, they they owe you guys so much. So you guys get free meals and free ale and free lodging, basically. Um, so as you guys are taking down your ale, they bring out some food for you guys. Looks like it's it's some nice you know like roasted duck and stuff. It's actually surprisingly good. It's a like gourmet in a way, which is very very odd for for goblins. But you've been nothing but surprised by this group. Um, but as you guys are sitting there, in walks a human. Um, now, normally, humans around this part would, you know, be a common sight. This used to be a human village. They weren't entirely made up of humans, but mostly human. Um, but he is a human ranger from, I believe, ranger. I, I'm so sorry. I'm looking at your character. Should you pull it up? But um, it's Gabriel, Gabriel Catgut. So, Gabriel, can you introduce yourself? what your character is about and everything. Sure. Um, so maybe a little bit more of a lead in GM. Uh, am I walking in based on the supposition that I'm coming to give a job or what, what's kind of the, what's kind of get a, a little more of a lead in? Well, I was kind of thinking about it for a second. But, um, what I was kind of thinking is like, tell us about, like tell the, the audience about Gabriel. Kind of 
just a little bit. Let me build a bit of backstory. Okay. Let me build a new goo if you wanted to. Um, and then I'm kind of figure out what kind of job is doing this. I, for everybody at home, I'm winging this as we do this because Matt wrote us a story. Um, and it took about two seconds of him explaining. We already vetoed the entire first page of the story. Um, so <laughs> winging this as we speak. So, uh, this will be a lot of fun. So please, you continue, Data. Yeah, Sorry. sure. So, um, let's see. I'd probably walk in in a hurry. Gabriel Catgut is probably in his mid-30s. He's got shoulder-length uh, red hair, um, and he's got green eyes. He's uh, got a wiry build. He's a little bit broad-shouldered. It's all the time spent drawing and knocking his bow to hunt animals in the near uh, Neverwinter Forest to the east of the large city. So I would say you were, you were actually given a job, um, and in a job in a weird way, um, as in more of a, you are kind of a virtuous uh, person, as I can kind of see here, I think you are lawful, neutral good. Um, so you are kind of neutral good in that aspect, where as you were coming around in the woods, you know, hunt, I wouldn't say hunting, because you are a, a friend of the, of the wildlife there and everything, but you know, you do uh, gather and everything, and you know, if you do hunt, it is, you know, purely for necessity, not for trophy or anything like that. I mean, you only take what you need and that's it, I would assume. Um, and as you're coming along, out stumbling from the woods is a shriveled old man. I'm not going to make you roleplay this one. Um, he is shriveled, but it, it, in a weird way, you would expect to see the way his clothes look beyond a beggar. Uh, you know, ramped, like torn and, um, you know, dirty and everything. Um, but from your years in the the woods and being an archer, obviously, you know, you have a keen eye. You can tell it was not like these aren't old, like raggedy clothes. They look like they'd just been torn, like they'd been torn not that long ago. And then as you look at some of the tears, it, they're covered in, um, in, in scars. He's been like basically um, like open wounds, I say scars, open wounds, scratches, everything. Like he's been mauled in a way. Um, and you run up to him, you, you kind of, you cradle him a little bit cause he fell to the ground. Um, and all he says is he points towards your, the West and says, the lighthouse, don't go to the lighthouse. And he dies in my arms. So, Yes, in your arms. He dies in your arms right there. Um, you'd say he's probably 70, 80. You'd be surprised someone like this would be even going and doing things that would put them in a scenario where they could be mauled like this, could be um, in danger. Um, but all he told you is don't go towards the lighthouse. If it's, so. if it's relevant, uh, and it does look like the mark of an animal, I would like to um, investigate to see what type of animal would have mauled him like this. Uh, absolutely. Uh, roll an investigation check, actually. Uh, oh, sadly, that is a four. So, uh, I don't know if I told you this, uh, Coop. Um, sadly, roll 20 does two rolls. I don't know why. It does one. It does. It always rolls for advantage. That's why. Yes. Yeah. We, we've discussed that. So, we always take the one on the that's left. That's fine. No worries. Um, that's, that's what we've always done. So, we take the four. Um, sadly, I, I would say even with the four, though, you know... You see, as an animal handler, animal handler ranger kind of uh, life, that you would recognize this if it had been a normal animal. You don't recognize this. You don't know what these are. So it, that's probably more scary than anything. So Right. So I, I think for some of his last rites, at least being out in nature, um, I don't put much stock in 
funerary services, I think they're a bit predatory, or, you know, Gabriel Catgut does in the city. So I'd take a small mound of dirt and, uh, and gently place a little bit of, wet it with my finger and gently place a little mud on his forehead, make a small X. Simba. <laughs> That's perfect. And do you just leave him, just leave him there? I have to. It seems very urgent. And I'm definitely not going towards a lighthouse, okay. but somebody else should know about this. So I would say you actually ran to Fandolin, which I would say would be the closest little habit, uh, place to where you were at. Um, you don't normally go to town. I think, as you said, in your, in your, in your characteristics that you're not, you're not really a town person. Um, you usually like to be in the woods. Um, so you haven't been in town since the goblins have taken over, as did your little aghast, you know, a little surprised to see it's entirely inhabited by goblins. Um, but the closest place is Fandolin. So you've run there to get people to help you because these wounds are not like wounds you have seen before that were on this old. Okay. Place. We are back to where you're at, where you burst in. Um, you are in a little bit of a hurry. Um, so I would say, would you kind of bursting in in a little bit of a hurry, and especially just being human? Everybody turns towards you. It just kind of stops. The Jerry's behind the counter that were wiping glasses stop. The ones bringing food to the table of of the group stop. Um, and everybody just freezes and looks at you. And then the Jerry behind the counter that was cleaning your glass goes, So, uh, what's the first thing is welcome to Stonehill Inn. Um, second, uh, what? What can we do for you? But you look like you're you're in a hurry. Is there something wrong? Uh, yes, a tankard of veil, if you please. Something much pressing happened out inside the woods. And well, were there not uh, <clears throat> were there not other humans here the last time I visited? You went to new management. Ah, we get that a lot. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, most of the town is. Uh, you'd be surprised. Um, apparently, the previous inhabitants were really, really bad at dice. Um, like just horrible gambling addicts. Really shocking. Some of them like just normal people, but you'd be surprised what they'd be willing to bet on dice. Uh, either way, it's a long story. Every single one of them lost their homes to us, goblins. So, uh, yeah. So now we 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 did luck out though. We we want to make a safe haven for us goblins. You know, they kind of get a bad light. There's too many of them out there re- pillaging and all that stuff. So, uh, here we are. But either way, um, yes. Here's your tanker to veil. And so it, while he was giving that explanation, he did reach behind him with a keg where Keg was at, fill it up, and, and uh, slide it across, across the counter. To okay. You. I'll plop down a... Uh, I don't have my character sheet open. I'll plop down at least a silver, if that'll cover it, and I'll drain it. And then I'll look around uh, for any other non-goblinoid-type creatures. I'm desperately looking for somebody to um, at least tell this story to about this older man. It's because it seems pressing. It seems like there's something foul. Absolutely. As you as you turn around, you obviously see the group, um, and I will let. Uh, actually, no, I'll introduce them. Actually, but we have obviously we have the um, Heron gone. We have, you know, Matt. We have Jay as Furby. We have Josh as Addison. Cap as Gertrude, and um, Cartman as the Aracocra, which I think we did introduce. Uh, before the podcast, because Cartman was not here last time we did this, uh, <laughs> but he is an air coca bird. So it's, it, they are the only ones in this town that are not goblins, and they are at the table behind you eating and drinking from you know the tankards. And their okay, simple enough. I'll drain my ale, set it down, and I'll walk directly over to him. Excuse me, not to intrude on your uh, your merriment here, but I'm wondering. I need some help out in the Neverwinter Woods. There's something foul afoot. What seems to be the problem? 
Ah, well, I was on my way from Thandalin, adventuring in the woods. I had uh, some things to check up on. Uh, there was some small bits of beetroot and mushrooms to gather for the, uh, the poultice maker in Neverwinter. But I suppose the most important question is, has anybody lost track of an elderly man somewhere in the woods? They're prone to wander off, I suppose, but he was mauled, slashed to death across the stomach and face, blood everywhere. I read him his last rites and left him in the dirt. I figured hurrying here was my next, next best option to look for some sort of patrol or guard from Neverwinter on the Tribor Trail, but to no avail, I find you all. You're my next best hope. Gertrude, with a mouthful of um, some sort of leg of meat, just says to him, <laughs> Frightfully sorry, once again. She swallows deeply. Did old man have money on him? Yeah, no, slashed to ribbons, I'm afraid. Not even a pouch or a copper to his name. Nothing but the blood on his face and dirt underneath his fingernails. Gertrude shrugs and goes back to her meat. If, uh... If you're looking for help fighting something, man's murderer or whatever, we're the group to go to for a fight. Did he tell you anything? Did he say where he was coming from? Uh, didn't say where or when he was going, but he did mention a lighthouse. Some sort of far lighthouse. That would only be on the Sword Coast, I assume, but I've never even traveled that far west past the city gates. Does anyone know of a lighthouse nearby? Would any of us know enough about the world to know there's a big old lighthouse? Yes, GM. What story are you running for us? <laughs> oh, someone's bitter. <laughs> someone's a bit salty. Oh, okay. Excuse me, well, Donovan doesn't know, but everybody so. else does. <laughs> yes, actually, Donovan's the only person that doesn't know about the lighthouse. <laughs> I do not know <laughs> about the old lighthouse. So, the light, obviously, you guys, I don't think you guys would even know, um, because this is a lighthouse that has been in mystery um, for a very long time, but it is on the very edge of the Neverwinter Woods, almost in the middle of Neverwinter, and, um, gosh, I wish I had my map still up, um, there's, there is a location, I think there's down past the mountains, the Sword Mountains, I think. Um, yes, down towards Lilion. Um, it's right along... No, actually, it's, it's north of Neverwinter. I'm looking at a map here. It's near, basically adjacent to Mount Potnow. Um, so it's not exactly a place that normal people would go. Would any of us have heard of um, so or something? So we, our characters would actually know where to go? Um, well, the, the only information you guys have is literally the old man. Like, that's... He was given a point in direction and that's like that's that's literally what you go on this is not something you guys would know about is what i'm trying to tell you this is not a okay, lighthouse okay. that anybody would would know it even existed like i think at the very fact to the point where once gabriel mentioned lighthouse and even gabriel would be very confused no one even knows there's a lighthouse there okay cool um they there's probably one in neverwinter i would assume it's a port city um but I mean, obviously, that's like you know, it's always manned. It's it's always there. There's nothing different about it. But this one is just an unknown lighthouse. Okay. So. Uh, well, if there's murderers or rabid animals around here, we should clear them out. The Furby think the town 
being kept safe is good for us. Uh, which way was old guy traveling? Uh, GM, I stumbled into him. Um, you know, speaking of Meadow, would I have seen maybe some of his footprints seeing where they were coming from uh, as he ran into me? Um, so... He, he did stumble out of the woods, and I'm actually looking at this map here, and it's really weird because the Sword Coast is actually, there's not a single tree along the Sword Coast. <laughs> it's just the Neverwinter Wood. The Neverwinter Wood is like like a mile distance from the coast. Um, so I'm kind of screwing this up a lot. You can make it um, up. But I am making it up. There is a, strangely, a very large woods uh, that's actually south of Neverwinter. I said north, but south would make more sense because Fandolin is south, and you ran to Fandolin, otherwise you would have ran to Neverwinter. Um, so... He ran, I didn't say he ran to the, like he pointed to the west. You were traveling south. Um, and when he was pointing towards the west, he was pointing to where he came from. So he came out of the woods um, to the west. And it looks like, you know, it's, it's just a straight shot. He, like where he was pointing, you could even tell gaming wise like where the footprints were. Like it just trails off in like a direct line. As if he had been, you know, there was no direct path that he was going for. Like, he just knew, I want to get away from here. And so he picked a direction and ran. Um, so it, wherever he wanted you to go was like where you found him directly west. So if you can, I would assume if you want to know where to find it, where you left him would probably be where to start. Well, I remember where I left the old man. He's probably, well, hopefully not been drug away by the wild animals yet. But if we want to try to pick up the trail from where he left off, we should make make haste back to where his final resting place is. It's probably a quarter day's march back to the west. Okay. I guess we're going to poke an old man. I have not coin to pay with. This is... Hmm, I feel duty-bound. Anybody who perishes in the woods, well, I consider myself somewhat of a guide. I was born in the nature, natural aspects of things, and to not help people to the, to the best of my ability... Uh, makes me feel mm, sad. And I'll trail off. Uh, the death weighs on me. Um, I would wear it on my sleeve, wear it on my face very, very well. Um, and I'd be willing to talk about my background to anybody. Over the quarter day's march, I'll keep it brief, uh, GM, if anybody's interested. I, I'm, I'm totally down for it. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you, what do you, how do you guys yeah, feel? Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. For, uh, man shouldn't worry too much. Lots of people die around us. Uh, Usually bad people, though. Not so sure about old frail men in forest. Death is death. Gertrude also says, um, no need for money now. We tend to find money in places where we go. <laughs> that is true. That's very true. You said you were from nature? For me also from forest. Uh, where are you from? Well, that's why I feel the most deepest connection connection to it. I was raised in Neverwinter, but I uh, never had much interest in the moneylenders and the merchants. I was much more keen to go outside to the Neverwinter woods, not but a half day's march away, with my father. He taught me how to hunt, taught me how to use a bow. I actually, uh, well, won a competition or two back inside the city, but the coin hmm, it weighed heavy in my pocket. I didn't like how it sat on my waistline, so I gave everything away. And, well, it wasn't long after. My parents, they owned a small shop where they sold fletching and arrow and quiver services for people who were interested in hunting. They were robbed. My parents were beaten, and, well, my father 
succumbed to his injuries several years later. My mother's still alive, though. I try to take whatever coin I can get, bring it back to Neverwinter to support her. But, make no mistake, any of the guild members who would ever be found accused or guilty of attacking other merchant stands in Neverwinter, I'll pay them a visit, and I'll have something to say to them. So as you you trail off on that, you guys kind of come along the hill. I would say this is, is it's a few days ride, but not very far. Um, it's a big, long, you know, um, trip, but not quite. And surprisingly, even for you all, especially you guys have been tra- been traveling all around this area for quite a while at this point. Um, it's very uneventful. Um, you're shocked. You don't have any anything run at you. You for the first time it seems like because you constantly get attacked by goblins or or strigans or or anything like that. Um, but no, just pretty uneventful. Um, and I would say at this point is when things start getting very familiar for Gabriel, um, because this is getting you're getting pretty close to where you found the the old man, um, like where the old man came stumbling out. Um, but I'm going to say what's really odd <laughs> is as you actually get near there, as you kind of get closer, you can kind of feel like you know these woods better than anybody. So you know almost exactly where you're at. You know, well, you're coming upon it. And he is right where you left him. It's been several days. Like, because you, it took probably two days to get to, to Fandolin. took two days to get back. So it's been about four days. You would expect any kind of decomposition. You would expect anything at all. No, he looks to a T exactly as you left him. There is nothing different about him. The cuts are still there. Actually, what's even weirder is it still looks like the cuts are bleeding, even though it doesn't look like any more blood has come out of them. Uh, DM, I would like to cast Detect Poison and Disease over the body. Um, absolutely. Now, does that take a spell slot? Or, uh, well, okay, well, you sense nothing. <laughs> I would have hated to, would hated to make you do that. I was like, "Ah, oh, keep your spell slot." Oh no! Furby's um, gonna take inspiration or... from our new friend and cast detect magic. Yes. So, with that, you do sense a dark aura, um, and I can only really define this as death, not like death and what we think. You like, oh, you smell death because obviously you guys are from nature, nature both of you. Um, I feel really bad about that. So, Dave, don't please don't take a oh, spell slot. It's, it's part of the game. <laughs> Go and keep the spell slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, it, you guys would know the smell of death. You know, you would, you, you sadly have, you've outlived several of your friends and and nature and everything, so you know what the smell of it is. Um, and but this is like a physical embodiment of it. It's as if if death was a physical thing that was on someone, like it's a disease, but not a disease. Um, and he's got it all over him. Um, and for some weird way, this is definitely something that Burby would see because he did detect magic. Um, but he, to everyone else that can't see with the detect magic or anything like that, it just looks like it's a old man frozen in um, as if he had just died. Kirsch has got a dangerous sense. Is that going to be any good for her? Is it dangerous? Uh, well, I mean, it's not like, it's not dangerous. So it wouldn't like pass to you. No problem. Um, I'd say like disease as if like it's something that swims over him as if he's got like pestilence or something on him. Um, but it's not like it doesn't pass from person to person. So I guess it wouldn't affect you because you're not in immediate danger by it. Okay. 
So uh, this guy's extra dead. Did we ever finish off that necromancer we fought? I was about to say, it does smell quite similar. Is it something that we potentially fought before? Perhaps that necromancer? He's not walking around and hitting things, though. Just extra dead. Definitely magic, though. So, you say he was alive beforehand. Perhaps he just didn't get the uh, final, final bit of rising, as it were. Well, necromancers are pure evil. There's no redemption for their souls, but the pleading, the fear in his eyes. I'm not sure if we should even investigate this lighthouse, but if it's a plague on the land, and it's going to affect the trees and the wind riffling through the branches, well, then that's my territory. And I say we continue to investigate further to the west. Well said. Uh, Also, if it is our corpse guy, we should probably clean that up. Can we burn him? Seems like a proper way of doing things. If he isn't gonna rot, then yeah. Ashes will help the land. Well then, should we build a quick funeral pyre? Yeah, sure. Or at least chop him up so he can't be uh, reanimated at all. We don't want another Uh, zombie walking through, do we? How much do we want to desecrate a corpse (laughs) in this one? Yeah, no, I'll have to say something uh, about desecration here. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with um, yeah, considering and, like, your your new yeah, friend uh, didn't really want to leave him too much, so I think you guys immediately chopping him up would probably have an effect on Gabriel Cactet. Am I wrong? Uh, it I would. Uh, the mu- the mutilation would not be something he'd be down for. Yeah, no, I can I can't stand that as well because I'm technically religious and. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the religious, the person, the religious person with no religion. That's literally so what. Yeah, religious. absolutely. So, yeah. Okay, let's burn him then. That's cool. I can, I can perform my last rites. Gabriel, you seem to have got the good idea. Wooden brush and stuff like that. I can see you're gathering, so we should probably all do the same and burn this bastard. Yep. And we have uh, we have tinder boxes and stuff, so we can light it, no problem. Okay. Yeah, and you guys, you guys take some time around. Uh, I'm assuming Gertrude probably like, this doesn't really seem like something Gertrude would participate in. So she probably like sit sitting around. Um, if they need her help to yeah. tear something apart or do some heavy lifting or something, she'll be there for them. But yeah, she's just gonna sit by the car, have a wee drink. All right. Well, you guys make a, a really nice funeral pyre. Um, and, I mean, with what you can use. Obviously, no one's chopping down any trees or anything like that. So you use a lot of like you know falling branches. The biggest things you could find are you know probably a couple in diameter or for you guys five centimeters in diameter or whatever um so yeah 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 a little salty there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um so um you guys find that and try to do the best you can um but you guys make like you know a small little mound um and have him on the mound and, and light it and um and surprisingly i'm gonna say even sort in furby's detect magic is still kind of going this point you can see that the fire is burning away that like solid death that was around him and it just dissipates with the smoke of the flame um and then you finally see that what was like the old man frozen in time he's slowly turning to ash he's slowly burning away like they're supposed to like a body is supposed to do good news fire fixes the uh, double dead thing Furby thinks if we find anyone else with double dead 
Fire probably is the answer. This is what we're going to call a zombie now. Double dead. Double dead. It's better than what half of the zombie movies call them. Let's be real. True, I suppose. Oh no, it's the Z's coming for us. <laughs> the walkers. So, where do we disappear off to now that the old man has been thoroughly cooked? Oh, you said he looked like he was coming from like up north, like near near Neverwinter, right, Trip? He was coming from the west. Which... He stumbled out of the woods. Like uh, Gabriel was was heading south. For, I assume from Neverwinter. He it he doesn't is... go inside it, but he hangs around the area. Is the west where the um, lighthouse is? Perhaps. Obviously, man, knowledge. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, he pointed towards the west to oh, the lighthouse. Don't west. go okay, towards cool, the lighthouse. Neat. Uh, Furby's gonna turn into a wolf and try and track down the scent of this dude. Whoa. Yeah, druid powers, baby. Oh, Maybe dang. we should have searched okay. his body to see if there was any identifying papers to say where he worked, perhaps. That would have been smart, but too yeah, late. Yeah, hindsight's a bitch, isn't it? I think I think the, the tattered threads and clothes, it was probably threadbare from all the slashing and mauling. I, I wouldn't assume he would have had much on him, but hindsight yeah so Furby's gonna puff up into a large gray wolf and start sniffing around okay um it's not real hard go ahead and do just just for grins is it nature track or is it um nature is for traditional tracking like looking for footprints and stuff if I remember right at least um well go ahead and just then go ahead and do an invest. What do you think, investigation? Can it, can it be perception, perception please? Because <laughs> oh. I get advantage if it is. <laughs> okay, do perception. Thank you. Um, oh, thank Okay. Perfect. Oh, nice roll. Wow. Yeah. Wow. DM, I have oh, a... Wow. Good thing you don't have disadvantage. DM, Go I ahead. have a question sorry. for... I'm sorry, is it Vine? Uh, yeah. Vine? Yeah, that's me. Well, I've never met an Aarakocra in real life before. Normally you're way out in the Sumber Hills, flying around the upper towers and spires over there. It's inspiring to meet one of your kind, truly. G Gabriel, I dream I about flying amongst the winds. Sorry? Gabriel, if I may, don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah. Is a is a well, kind of a reason why that they're over there, and I've I've, I've journeyed so far. I don't I don't talk about my past. He fell out of the nest at an early age. You got hit on the head a bit. Don't don't get too excited by the Arakokra. Well, it remains that you have the power of flight. Truly, a remarkable feature. It's things that I dream of in my deepest, wildest dreams. I wonder then, if we were able to give you a boost up into the top of a tree, could you circle around? Perhaps if you. See the lighthouse, it would give us a better bearing. Ah, that, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the crutch right there, my friend. I can, um, kind of, like, jump a little higher than the regular people, but, uh, my wings are Wait, kind what? of bent. Do you... What are you talking about? The I've had you, you I've had you levitate and hover in many a scenario. Carpet. What are you well, talking about? You can fly. About? You can fully fly. Oh, okay, okay, no, I'm getting yeah, he got it back. Okay, it's a penis. That's not a wing. Well, he, but his wings, he his, his arms are different from oh, his right, wings. Okay. Yeah, he... So he still has the ability to fly. Okay. 
That's that's it's what that's what we were talking about with the hit on the head. He has amnesia. <laughs> just completely forgets that he can fly at some points. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't even know what religion he he follows. Um he wants to he tries to preach to people as like a Jehovah's witness, but he doesn't even know what he's preaching to. So, uh yeah, this is a constant. Um and this also for everybody at home, if you can't tell, um Coop Data Jack is a uh, is a lot more versed on the Forgotten Realms than we are. Uh, <laughs> you can't tell. Uh, so you 100% will know more about the history of Eric Coker than I ever will. So I'm I'm willing to laugh. I'll definitely be messaging you. I can for, tell you now, I'm willing for... to laugh. So if you want to say that you're uh, a chicken with a penis arm, I will chuckle along with you. I think that's amazing. But if you can well, fly, funny you say I'm, that. You can help <laughs> he actually is a chicken with yeah. a penis on that's why I'm not not even kidding he yeah not yeah not even not even kidding um it's it's like the it's it's his normal hand but it's tied to furby and they actually have a, a if you guys don't remember a telepathic yes. link in a weird way oh yeah um if someone oh. touches if someone touches furby's arm right arm um viney can feel it and if someone touches viney's right arm furby can feel it yeah um so, yeah well the confusion is going on Furby's gonna crouch down and try and get Gertrude's attention. It's like kind of weaving over at her behind all the others. Gertrude sort of grunts. He's gonna point at Viney and then motion yeeting someone into the air. <laughs> yeah, I'll okay. and, like, Gertrude, I'll Gertrude gets the message. Gertrude gets the message. She smiles wryly. <laughs> <laughs> She's <laughs> she... just motioning, come over here, like crooked fingers. I'm like, I might. Notice this. So you might notice it. So Gertrude's going to have to sneak. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to do a contested roll. Then I want to do perception versus sneak. Cartman a little bit. Um. Uh, okay. Tell you what. I'll take the help action. If you, that helps. We're going to do. What is the help action? Because uh, I was going to have you do a performance roll and have it determine okay, if he gets adv- like severe advantage. Yeah, we'll go and do a performance roll. Uh, Come on, baby. For me. But you got to RP it out. Not 20, baby! <laughs> oh. Oh, my so God. So, Furby okay. is going to full-on start doing a terrible impression of Cartman mocking him. Like, put a hand on his head to act like the rest of his chrome and start strutting around. Oh, you're kidding. Crowing, is, crowing and such. That's a performance. So, I have to have a perception, right? It is It is a beautiful display. Gabriel has a tear go down his eye. It's absolutely yeah, no, that's moving. not funny. Why? Why <laughs> this chicken display? Chicken display. Furby, are you trying to mate with the chicken? That's Bunny's no, you, job. You say that, Donnie, but not even this Furby. was moving for you. You had to turn your hand away. You had to turn your head away as a tear rolled down your cheek. It's very moving display. Everybody's got tears in their eyes. Even Gertrude's a little shocked at some point, but no, Gertrude doesn't cry. There's no <laughs> Gertrude will never. A single. Tear, but it is Gertrude very moving for Gertrude. <laughs> Um, but no, Gertrude, do a, do a sneak for me, and I, and now it's gonna be, you're gonna get severe disadvantage, fine, like, I'm talking it's severe, awesome. and then Gap gets insane advantage on this, cause it's, so yeah, stealth. but per- perception and stealth. That, another nat 20! That is another nat 20. Oh. Is <laughs> We're starting off strong. This is incredible. Yeah, this is some good rules. Just wait until you get to Addison. Why are we yeah. burning our nat 20s on yeah, a, a display like, like we're doing it now? Uh, what the ooh? Uh, uh, 
Okay, that's a, that was another nat twenty, but that was on his second roll. He has I was a disadvantage. Say, no, that's my so advantage roll. Was he, was he nat twenty? No, you get disadvantage. That's why I got seven. Had to yeah. roll it. So like a like a horror movie because everybody's focused on Furbolg. Furbolg's doing this display, and but from Furbolg's perspective, it's like a horror movie. Gertrude's all, like a while back, and she's doing her. He's doing his display, and as he turns. Like, he was looking away from Gertrude for a second. All of a sudden, Gertrude's, like, right behind fighting. Like, like it was just a blink. Like, a thing where, like, a car drives by and the person disappears. Like, it's that level. You're a little shocked at the absolute stealth that Gertrude displays. Um, and I assume, then, what you guys are talking about is you're going to throw Viney in the air. That's correct. That's right? what I thought. <laughs> Gertrude. But, oh, well, I can strike scroll and see how okay. high I go. That, that would depend on my landing. You don't know. You don't even know she's know. there. Yeah, like, you, you, you have no. Shit. You have, there's. <laughs> there is no contesting. Like you're just gonna. Like it's gonna be level of when when Gertrude picks you up. It's gonna be like you go limp because you're just not even completely. You don't even know what's going on. But Gertrude, you are gonna have to do a strength roll. Okay. See how high you throw him. But you got him. There ain't no debating about if you've actually got him. So. Not twenty again. <laughs> is roll twenty broken? <laughs> what is go, guys? For people at home, that is four nat twenties in a row. Okay, no, it's not broken. That... Matt, don't burn yours. I no, was just testing. Don't it. do it. <laughs> don't do it. So it's all proper nat twenties. Um, it's not busted. Matt just so nineteen. It's fine. It's fine. You see a backflip in the air. <laughs> so, uh, no, you're gonna have to do an athletic roll for that one, but because <laughs> uh, I can tell you what the strength roll determined is how high you went, and uh, boy, did you go! Um, so Gertrude just in one swift motion grabs Viney yeah, by Viney the belt and... and by the back of the neck, and just does a three sixty turn and launches him into the air. And I obviously shout squat, and I, I just go very high up in the air. Yeah, I'm gonna say just for. I mean, just for precision and technicality, you go 35. Okay, feet. okay, I can survive that with my wings. Because I get up in the air, and all of a sudden yeah, I remember, we- oh, I have wings. And I, and I start flapping them like like a struggling chicken, trying my best to stay, stay alive. Do you really want to say that? Do you make me want to... Do you want me to make you do no, an athletics because I No, I've got, I don't think you I've want only to do got that. the wings we've established now. I'm, I'm now fully up to date with my... <laughs> you forgot they were wings until you were in the air. You no, just said that. People were telling me once that these wings are going, like growing out my black like angel wings. Okay, I can deal with that. And other people are saying they're attached to my arms. These are two different types of wings. Cartman, you have no. hands, feet, and wings on your back. You have six ah, limbs. Wings on my okay. back, so not wings that are attached to my arms. You're like an ink. An, no, you an have air, wings on from, your back. I'm not Batman. Anyway. From what? Thing. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You're flying. Yeah, go I'm ahead. Flying in the air, and I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, fly down to the ground, like, yeah. You didn't look for the lighthouse. What lighthouse? You didn't tell me about a bloody <laughs> lighthouse. Uh, you could Oh. Anyway, at this point, Donovan's just gonna start walking off. How many times has he fallen out of the nest? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Took. Did I find anything with my fifteen way before we started? Trying to get the bird to sky. Because <laughs> this has become dire. I, I can totally hear. I can. I can kind of 
tell what Data's thinking right now is, good lord, I gave them a second chance, and these guys still don't have it together. Oh my god. If only there was a story uh, so. <laughs> If only it wasn't bad. Your story was shit. Don't bring the story back up. It was awful. Okay? <laughs> right, anyhow. Uh, but I would say with the 15, yeah, you, you saw the you saw where the footprints go. I mean, it, uh, um, now, obviously the old man was stuck in place. So you did a perception roll and you're a wolf and everything. You kind of were able to tell more along the lines of like scent and like very faint. But obviously the old man was the one that didn't disappear. This has been four days. The tracks aren't fresh, you know, so it's four days old. I mean, they're, they're fresh-ish, but not, you know, like it's not exactly as frozen in time as the old man was so yeah with the 15 though you can tell it's just one direction west okay I'm gonna there's start. no curves no nothing okay. just like you so, ran can straight I through the woods one of my abilities, please? so i've got hunter's sure. prey so i'm pretty sure it means i can uh, nope not sure I, I thought i could uh kind of like start tracking this guy down follow the tracks we know oh where he is, he's God. dead. Yes, but can't we go, like, follow his tracks, trace He's following back. his track backwards, which is the exact same thing I'm doing. Yeah, but can't go, I track it go. with you as well, as, as my, I'm taking a tracker? If you want to help, sure. Yeah, I help him. We already know where it leads, though. So why do I need to fly, then? Yeah. Because we were seeing if we could see the lighthouse. Well, why didn't you tell me that? What? Okay. You were told. I, I did. Oh, we're not getting back into this. You were told. <laughs> just for grins, just for grins, I did post a picture of an Aarakocra in the Discord chat. Okay. So for, this for is what Aarakocra looked like. This is the D and D five E official. What Aarakocra looked like. Now he is not an eagle head. He does have a chicken head. But see, they have two arms, two feet, and the wings are on the back. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, you you were told. That by by Gabriel, can you fly up and check out and see if you can see where a lighthouse? And was then at? you said and you your response fly. was you couldn't fly. And the next response was Furbolg distracting you while Gertrude threw you up in the air. So, so I remembered how to fly when I was in the air. Oh my! And then you landed without looking at the lighthouse. But whatever. Anyhow, Furby's so gonna start. Gonna say, in the interest of going somewhere, Furby's gonna start barking and then leading the group to. To the west, following the tracks. Absolutely, I'm gonna say you guys follow him. And poor Viney is still in the air. Viney, roll a dexterity. No, roll. I said I landed gracefully. Roll a dexterity roll. Hey, you fall no, flat on your ass. On. Take dude one I, 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 Yes, I you I, I do. The, you I forgot what landing, we told you two minutes you ago. Don't stick the landing, but no damage. I graze my wrist. <laughs> Fine. They all walk away, and like, if it cuts to the line, like you guys walking off in the distance, you see Viney just go. Hit the ground. Oh, oh. All right. And you guys just go off towards Finally. the west. So as you guys go through the forest, and it, it, that's what's, you know, a little bit different. This is probably a forest that um, obviously is new. I made it up on the spot because there's not one on the coast. But as you guys go through it, um, it's it's kind of normal-ish. I mean, it's normal to, to, um, to Gabriel and to Furby, those that are used to being in the forest and everything. Um, but as you guys go through... It stops, and it's very odd. Um, these trees are normal-sized trees. Everything, um, nothing. It didn't look like they could hide anything from a distance, but you guys walk about. It wasn't even that far. Like it feels like maybe a mile, 
in the woods. Nothing eventful happens, but it just stops, and all of a sudden, the ground turns from trees and branches and everything, normal forest things, and then straight to rock shoreline. Like, not beach or anything, just full-on just rock. And about probably about 600 yards ahead of you, down this rock beach, is a massive lighthouse. Unlike anything you guys have ever seen. Um, it is probably a little, not it's a lot bigger than the lighthouse at, at Neverwinter, but easily another story, if not two. Big enough that you clearly know that it's bigger than the one at Neverwinter, but not just insanely large. Um, and it's as if it just came out of nowhere. Like, you didn't see it at a distance. You didn't. Um, you know, you, like, you didn't, weren't preparing for it. And like, oh, ah, there it is. And then it just gets bigger and bigger. And it just, no, it just, like, pulls like it just came out of the ground in front of you. Um, and along the ground, usually, I said about 600 yards, it's a, it's a haze. As if there's been a mist. It's, it's not magical in nature. You can't even, I, you don't even have to roll or anything for that. No, um, <laughs> detect magic or anything like that. You know, it's just like a fog, very, very dense fog, which is odd because that also looks like it just starts right at the shoreline. Like there's no fog in the woods and all of a sudden you're on a shoreline and there's fog. So what do you guys think? Mm, a devilish tower coming straight out of the ground. It does not bode well. Donovan, you were going to say something. Uh, just saying, it just seems like this is a bit of an unusual. We're surrounded by mist in the middle of nowhere. And there's a stench of death in the air, if I'm not mistaken, as well as seaweed. I smell it too. And we're still miles from the coast. Quite odd. No wonder the old man was scared. This tower is bigger than anything I've ever seen, even in Neverwinter. Proceed with caution, new friends. And I would like to knock, but not draw, an arrow as I move towards the tower. Uh, how long have we been traveling since we found the old man and had the... Uh, about a mile. Uh oh, sorry. You should hear. About a mile. It's it's not long. Okay. You missed my little um, introduction. It's like the, the tower popped out of nowhere and like it's like a line, like a wall of fog that just starts the shoreline. Okay, Furby's still in the um, But form, it's not very far. Okay. Yep. Yep. You should still be in wolf form. Um, and no, it does not smell like death or seaweed because uh, uh, someone that wants to be the DM is not the DM. So, no. Uh, yeah, good answer. Yeah. Okay. So much soul. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Gertrude definitely smells salt water. <laughs> <laughs> He's quiet because he really wants to throttle me right now, but it's okay. <laughs> As you guys get closer, um, and I'm going to say it, it's, you guys go through the fog. It's, it's dense, not too dense that, you know, like if you walk two feet away from each other, you won't see them. Um, but you probably can't see, you know, 10, 15 feet in front of you. Um, so you guys get pretty close. Um, and then a gust of wind comes through as you guys start walking down this, you guys start walking towards the lighthouse, a gust of wind. And it clears a bit of the fog. Not a lot. It's almost as if it's a physical thing that can be moved with the wind. And 
you guys are at the foot of a bridge made out of the same architecture as the lighthouse itself. Um, I'm not going to make any rolls on this because Ooh. Gertrude knows this architecture very well. Uh, are we supposed to see what we can see at the moment, DM? Oh, are you not? There's some oh, squid. Oh There's some calamari on the bridge. Yes, I was leading to Sorry. that. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you guys are at the foot of a bridge. I'm not going to make you guys roll. I said I'm not going to make you guys roll for a, a like, history or anything like that. Because Gertrude knows this architecture very well. It is dwarven in nature. Um, but very old enough that even she can't tell what type of dwarf. Would it be a hill dwarf? Um, a mountain dwarf? Yeah, you can definitely. Yeah, she has stone cutting, so she can definitely. Um, but it's just very old. And if it's something that Gertrude wouldn't even be able to tell you what type of dwarf it's got to be several times so that's interesting something that's this old no one knowing about okay um gertrude so but gertrude on up she's she's clearly very impressed by what she's seeing um she just smiles and continues to walk on with the group but as you guys it's when they open it up the wind showed the bridge. On the bridge is a giant octopus. And its back is kind of towards you. You can clearly tell it's an octopus. I mean, you can see the tentacles, you can see the back, but as you appear, it seems it also notices you. Oh, there are also smaller dead squid. Okay, if well there's a bunch of little squid look around. In the, uh, All I have is tokens to go in on. In the outside <laughs> section, there's giant octopus and octopus. Oh, so these are the regular octopus, the little ones. Okay. I laid it all out. So, yeah, there's an oh, enormous no. one. Squidlings and... from the hit game Splatoon. <laughs> and they all turn towards you, and as they turn towards you, you can clearly tell they are not alive anymore. Um, they are, their, their heads are, like, misshapen. It looks like one of the smaller one had been a, like, a casualty of uh, maybe being, fish, being fished, um, because it looks like there's a puncture wound, possibly from a harpoon. Um, the large one is very, um, it looks like it's been through lots of wounds, looks like it's been an old octopus before it died, but it is now dead. Um, and they charge at you in a way that octopus on land could charge at you, so, like, one tentacle at a time? Very squelchy. Matt, I'm kind of confused at how you would think this would work. How you? It's all good. Uh, how they would they do this? They slide very so. easily. So <laughs> they slide. They slipper. Oh, they're like a uh, like a luge. Yeah. Uh, no, not a luge. Um, gosh, whatever. Go ahead. It's like a puck, hockey puck. They're yeah. hockey pucking around, like bouncing around. I like that. Yeah. Some moist, yeah, they're just going bing, bing, bing. Oh no. Yeah. So so the ground is very wet, and they're sliding around like air hockey. Bing, uh, <laughs> bing, 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 like ping pong. Uh, like ping pong, ping pong. Pinball. Why am I not getting this? Okay, not doing good in my arcade games. Uh, and we're gonna roll for initiative. Oh, okay. So we got the turn All order. Right. Let's do it. Pulled up the turn order. Are you gonna try and figure that out? DM. Quick question. Uh, I see the battle map here. Yes, sir. Um, I, I'm not sure which avatar am I. I am. Is am I the one that looks like kind of like a? a, a you're at the front. You are leading. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, gotcha. You're right there. Yeah. You. You're leading. You don't have to. No, no, no. I just had it there because that's how right, it was placed. Right. Um, Marching but... order is fine with me. I'm cool with that. I've got one, I've got one thing here. I want to say. Hi. Why does it mean I have a good token? Yeah, Josh hasn't said a, a single thing. 
Oh wait, wait, where's where is the cat? Hold it's on. There. He's there. He's there. He's right next to it. He's Hold yeah. on, I'm trying to fix the tone tracker. I... Is someone's child here? No, that's Josh. <laughs> oh, okay. One day we'll see Addison. Not today though. I'm gonna go ahead and roll that. Jokes aside, where is the cat? It's there, it's above my one. That's that. Oh, wait, never mind. I forgot. Uh, I'm done. I don't have brain. I was expecting it to look like Addison's. like a black cat, and I forgot that you were a lion on this. My bad. Okay. Um. Time to fight the DD World 20 turn order system. Why don't we just go back to the old way and just write it down on a piece of paper? Oh no. Blood eight. That's 21. Yeah. First one is well, the one. Second one, ignore the, the second one. Uh, we're going to save the big one because for some reason it's not giving me the character sheet for the big one. Um, the big one is the first one. So that is 21. Um, so it goes the turn order is Giant Octopus. Um, I usually, if I have this bunch of the same ones, um, data, I usually put them all as the same initiative. So all three little octopus, octopi, are going to have the same, like, have the same okay. turn. Um, they're all going to have each individual turns, but they have the same initiative. And then the one that's different is going to have its own. Gotcha. So the giant octopus is going to be 21. And so basically it'll go first, then Gabriel, then just pulled up the character sheet. Finally, um... Hmm, Captain Josh. Okay, so Josh is the natural 16, so it's going to be Addison, third, Gertrude, fourth. Um, then we've got Furby is fifth. Not Furby, uh, Viney is fifth. And... Oh, wait. Matt, is that after your initiative thing? Because you have a plus uh, three. Yes, yeah, so nine. Oh, so, okay, so yeah, so you're still last. Okay. So then it's Furby and then Donovan. And then Baby so, Squid. Okay. Yes, and then Baby Squid as the, the seven. Yep. Baby okay. Squid. Oh, don't you start, all right. Don't so, you start. So, as you guys are sitting there, um, and they all they all notice you, um, I'm going to say you guys definitely have time to, you know, react. Definitely since Gabriel did knock an arrow for walking oh, across yeah, there. So he, like he is actually. ready to go. Um, so this is definitely not a surprise or anything. Yeah. Um um, and so, but he does run at you, and I'm going to say, I, as I say, I won't, we could change it, Gabriel, as I kind of just threw that on there, um, but since you are in the front, you would be the one that he would attack first. Yeah, so, GM, hey, you're, he, you're God, change. DM, play it as written, I'm ready, let's do it. Oh, oh, right, he, he rushes at you, what does he do, what can he do, tentacles? Okay, well, he throws one of his tentacles at you, just close enough, uh, that'll hit that. Oh, that's a 24. Oh, we hear is a, oh, that is a 20. <laughs> no. Okay. That's 2d6 plus 3. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Roll that dice. Uh, you know, I 15. Potential. That's 8 damage. Eight damage. Oh, my goodness. All right. 8 damage. Okay. All right. You're still doing good. You have 35 health. Jeez. Oh, oh, spoilers. Okay. Metagaming. Oh, it's oh so strong. I'm impressed. I'm so impressed. It's so strong. 
That is incredibly oh my buff, goodness. actually. No, HP. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess now Gabriel's pissed because it is now Gabriel's turn. Gabriel, what do you do? Uh, DM, uh, on your ruling, I'm going to swap weapons. Is that uh, is that a free action? Uh, okay. yes. I, uh, you know, I get slapped by this tentacle. I feel it suckers, like, in its teeth. Like, arthropods have, like, or it's not arthropods, but, uh... Uh, cephalopods. Cephalopods, thank you, thank you. They have, like, these weird, like, beaks that, like, grab into you. And I'd be like, ah, damn you, foul beast. Back to the depths, then, with you. And, uh, I will pull out my spear. Uh, I don't have versatile handling, so I won't get a bonus on that. But I will use it two-handed and try to um, lunge out with a two-handed spear. Ten to hit. Is armor class of 11. Oh, okay, just shy. Um, so I'm going to say, with, with with versatile, though. Um, he don't have. Well, like, I don't be, have like, versatile you know, on my, yeah. on my uh, character stats. Yeah, oh, that's what I meant to say. Sorry, I, I misspoke. I meant to say, like, without having it. I'm going to say what happens is, as you rush towards him, um, he whips out another tentacle, and it wraps around that spear. Ooh, okay. Um, he doesn't yank it from you, because um, then you realize what's happening, you realize what could happen, and you yank it back out. Um, but basically, you know, it kind of stopped you in your tracks. He saw what you were about to do, and it kind of stopped you. Because um, it'd be really hard to make sense about something that dodges this. Otherwise, I could be like, huh, like a hockey puck, he slides around. You can't catch him. <laughs> you try to stab him down. Just it's hard. It's like, ping, 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 ping. It's impossible to catch. But no, something this large, I would say, yes, yeah, swing a tentacle out and stop okay. it. Um, now, it cuts to oh, Addison quick, May. Quick, Josh, first sorry, time. Sorry, quick question, DM. Go ahead. If okay. I were to move, I'm not moving out of melee range to incur attack of opportunity, but if I were to move to the just to the left of the squid, could we take advantage of flanking? Here? Uh, and, yeah. Or no, uh, right here. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I would say, because uh, I, I would assume you're not going to get an opportunity attack or anything, because yeah, I, I doubt you would right. take your eyes off of you're not moving out of it, but also you're. I, I wouldn't say you take your eyes off of him <laughs> for clear reasons. Okay. You know, you're you're a hunter, you're a ranger. You you've not you know the drill of taking your eyes off an opponent would be very right. bad. So you know he couldn't get you when you're shuff like you're just kind of shuffling to the side to get a better a point of view. So yeah, you you can get a blank on there um, for sure, for sure. So then now we'll cut to Addison. Josh, <clears throat> what you doing? Addison sees all this going on. He moves just to where he came from. And then I'm going to sit here and fire off my magic missile. Oh, man. You moved in close. I saw you move your token. You moved yes. in close for that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you do have accident. Okay. You magic missile, four force. How much? How many bolts do you have again, three. Josh? Three. So 12. So three times four is 12. So, did, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. You, you hit. Because I think it just hits regardless. Yeah. I think right? guaranteed hit. Guaranteed. Am I wrong on yep. it? Okay. Guaranteed hit. Okay. You go through there, and it just um, zips right through. There is a gaping hole in his head um, for where one of them were. But it's obviously these aren't massive magic missiles. So it's about, you know, size a little bit bigger than a bullet hole. Um, and then the other two kind of zing and, and catch a lot of blubber off the side near where his tentacles are. Um, but he's still kicking. He's still rearing to go. Uh, be, being undead... It does a little damage, but doesn't seem to have phased him otherwise. So, that being said, we do move on to Gertrude. Gertrude, what do you do? Alright, nearest enemy is getting it. So, that looks like it's the big trap. Yeah, Gertrude notices the attack, sees Mr. Cat gotten damage, lets out a nice good old Gertrude battle cry, and goes to 
punch the thing in the face. Oh goodness. Roll your attack. Attacks with a 21. Oh my goodness, roll your damage. Roll damage. 10. Gertrude Smash, 10 to the face. I do love that that's the title of your damage is Gertrude Smash. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you just implode, like I think you like you hit him square in the eye and that eye just like caves in a little bit. Squelching. So now it's just like a gaping hole. Yeah, let's squel squelching. And you just have to like pull your arm out of the hole that you just created. Um, still not doing good, but still kicking because they, they are undead. Well, I still sure kicking. hope Matt has so much fun sound designing this episode. Matt adding I know, all right? the squelching noises. It's going to be great. That's not actually the most hard. All right, now that what is the hardest? Hardest part is probably coming up with um... making sure people hit record. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure asleep. well, speaking of which, audio check for an hour. In. We're recording this one. Yep, power it. Da, 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 da. Josh, no. <laughs> See, you joke, but that's... It's less funny when it's happened. It is not, no. Still still rolling on mine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Great, yep, we're good on mine. Okay. All right, then. Well, I guess, we, speaking of... that, Well, not speaking of, it is now Vine's turn. That was about to be Donovan's, but it is not. What is Vine going um, to do? Right now, I'm going to mute my microphone and just cough my guts up. Sorry. I'm back. Sucking on too much, dude. Fuck you, he's getting over a nasty summer cold, you wanker. But yeah, no, um, I'm gonna be attacking the big ugly squid. Just, uh, straight up my ball, though. He's a popular squid. Octopus, whatever he is. Okay. Let's make calamari. So, longbow. Damn it. What Yeah, what because is, I get a plus two fighting for archer. So I get 12, it's a, it's a, um, you don't have advantage, do you? You don't have advantage, so it'd be a nine. How did this end up? Well, whatever. We'll whirl with it. It is a nine, and it doesn't hit. You fear off. Your your arrow goes through the hole that the magic <laughs> missile created. It's accurate. I mean, very impressive. Like I would assume, if there had actually, I'm gonna say just like in a in a God, like Little Mermaid, like three fish like pop up and they pull out. Uh, scorecards <laughs> go nine, eight, seven. They love it. It was fantastic, but did not do damage. So on to the next. Furby. Are you done with yours? Oh. Are you done with yours, Vine? You gonna move or you gonna do anything? No, I'm, I'm, I'm safe where I'm standing, all asking, so I'm alright. Just bask in my uh, amazing yeah. accuracy. Okay. Furby's gonna go right here. Alright then. Pleases DM. Absolutely, still you're going to flank him, just like Gabriel. Still okay. in wolf form, and uh, with pack tactics, I get advantage on attack rolls if I'm next an ally. Which I am, because Gertrude is a dear, dear friend. So, <laughs> wagging his tail, and happy as can be to be fighting with friends again, Furby's going to take two attacks, uh, not two attacks, one attack, against the big boy. But I'm going to have to actually custom roll, because it's the wolf's thing. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's I should have done one. two, 19 plus 4 to hit, so oh, nice. 23. Oh, you have advantage, I forgot. <laughs> I was freaking yeah, out for nothing. Yeah. yeah. The nat 1 would have been very bad. good. The nat 1 and then the nat 20 right after, um, sorry, 19 right after is very good though. And that would be 2d4 plus 2, so 8 damage, and it needs to make a strength saving throw, it will be knocked prone. Yeah. And we say, like, having pre-programmed, we might just make it a, another character sheet specifically for your bear and stuff. Yeah, for the ones I use myself. And, like, That'd be cool. Your, yeah. 
Yeah, we but, can do um, that. So aside just from that, eight damage, cheap. and he needs to make a strength saving throw as the wolf tears into him. Okay. Okay, what happens if he fails it? He is knocked prone. Which for an octopus, oh. I guess, is just being splattered on the ground. I'd say he's, <laughs> I don't know what would define him being crouched prone or standing for an octopus that's on land. Maybe he's upside down. Yeah, he's very down. squelched. He's <laughs> <laughs> wailing his tentacles in the air if he feels it. Like he just don't yeah. care. Roll. Uh, so DC oh, 11, he passes. Okay. Unfortunate. So, you... I think what actually happens here is uh, you gnaw at him and you want to make the octopus go prone, but um, I think Furby stops for a second and realizes has the same conundrum that we had as things. What is prone for an octopus? Yeah, what as a full-on philosophical argument internally as as Furby is biting into this octopus. Like, what am I intending to do? <laughs> what is life? So as we go what on, am I doing with now it's life? Donovan's turn. <laughs> Why am I with these assholes? God! Why am I eating live calamari? What's it, what is this? <laughs> Donovan, what are you doing? I'm going to take a walk around the side. Yeah. a whole bunch of little dudes. He's just walking away. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. like, ah, forget this. <laughs> now, I'm going to fire a magic missile at one. Four damage, then. Two. Oh. Three. There you go. That's a three, a three, and a four. Your sass is pissing me off. So suddenly a piano falls from the sky, sky directly on yeah, the skull. Donovan, Donovan is now dead. <laughs> I don't know why. He just cast the oh, oh, he had a brain aneurysm. Oh no, awful. Oh, go ahead and pull out the spare character. So it is now at the main octopus's thing. Uh, and you got a is guy. it not the baby you boy? You got a little guy. You got a little guy there. Yeah. A son, if you will. Dude, a, uh, way back oh, from the bridge, oh, he's pretty far. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't Your sweet baby boy. Oh. oh, it is. So, uh, <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. Um, seeing this, um, he looks over, he looks over the railing and sees the same three damn fish pop up with scorecards, and it's like a nine, nine, and nine uh, for what Donovan did with the same bowl. Same what they did with, the, with uh, Addison. He's like, I'd rather do that. He just hops over the rail. <laughs> he bails. He's like, oh, forget this. I don't care if I'm dead or not. Yeah, for, I, those three exploded. I'm gone. Forget this. He, he just hops over the rail and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the water. So you've now got the large octopus um, to contend with. And this one, surprisingly, even though it looks like it's the leader of the group, is probably not quite as smart as the smaller one. Because um, he's taking a beating. For sure. But he still decides, you know what? The one that took out my eye, weird red-headed dwarf thing, is going to die. So he is going to swing his tentacle at Gertrude. It's a 15. Wow, Gertrude, with her um, defensive 17, just grabs that tentacle, just holds it in place with, with her free hand. The hand, one hand inside this thing's eye, the other hand just grabs the tentacle that comes at her and like it like it's nothing. Uh, I rolled a constitution saving throw just in case for the octopus. Um, because it is undead. And so I would say there's no telling how long this has been dead. Uh, it failed. I was gonna make it do a fifteen. Roll a twelve. Uh you grab it and it just comes off. Okay. Just comes right off. You've got now a wringling detached oh, tentacle. Oh, no. Can I beat it with its own tentacle? 
<laughs> oh yes. We will see when we get to Gertrude's Everyone turn. Everyone suddenly stops down here. <laughs> yeah, everybody's rolling down like, oh yes. Okay, so yeah, now it doesn't do anything, and now it cuts to Gabriel. Gabriel, what do you do? Uh, I am within melee range. The spear has been relinquished, right? He did not. I didn't have to make a contest roll to wrestle it away from the octopus. Oh no, no! It looked like he had tr- he just grabbed it, and you were you know you kind of quick enough. I didn't make you roll on it or anything. You're quick enough to get it back. He didn't take it from you. you All right. Well, noticing that the other smaller cephalopods, thank you, Jay. You're so smart. Uh, have jumped over the side of the thank bridge. You. I'm going to again attack with my spear. Hopefully, with a hit this time. Uh, with the ace, uh, uh, yeah, AC of 11, so let's give it a shot. Oh, man. Well, what are you going to do? Oh, well, wait. Uh, he is entirely flanked. I should have advantage on this melee roll if you deem so DM. Absolutely okay. go for it. He did attack Gertrude, so I would say he is facing that way. So roll Rolling damage, damage, five piercing. Five damage, absolutely. Yep. You put another hole. It's a matching hole to the other bullet hole. Like, there's just a lot of holes. I mentioned hole. How many times did I say hole? Maybe a few times. Maybe full. So there's another hole. <laughs> Stop and talking about your hole. I like Don't to talk about holes. Hole. All right, onward. Did we mention a hole? Did we mention a hole? There's another hole. Holy moly. Anyway, on to the next one. <laughs> oh, oh, there it goes. Now it's, oh, great. Once Cartman joins in, now it's, now it's off. <laughs> okay. All right, Addison okay, May, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they ruined it. God, thanks, Cartman. Uh, Addison May, Ask what do you do? To take a st- do you create another hole? everyone to take a step back. I'm going to use Firebolt. We can't move until it's our turn again. No, <laughs> wait, Firebolt or Bolt? Fuck, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Every time I, I miss you... Thunder it. Wave would be a really hard time. <laughs> yeah. Do not do Thunder Wave. Oh, 21. DM, DM to Josh. Do not do Thunder Wave. Oh, gr- oh God. Do the damage. It's a 21 to hit. It hits. Eight. Oh, jeez. So, uh, you know what? I've already kind of said that fire is a a deterrent. So, I'm gonna say it takes damage and a half. So he does do twelve. Um, because I do already have have kind of canonized that already. That fire is a big thing to remove the dead. So I want to give t- uh, damage and a half on that. So he does do eight, twelve damage. This thing is screaming. Like, the second this flame bolt touches this, like, it hasn't really made noises other than the squishing sounds, which I will looking be I will be listening back to this, and I expect Matt to be putting squishing noises in through here. So, other than that, this is like an un, just ungodly scream. Um, just insanely screeching, um, almost to the point where I would, if people were close, I'd make you do a constitution saving throw to cover your ears, but no, I'm not going to do um, it's just that level. Um, it did not like the fire, but it is still kicking. There's a drive in there. Obviously, a magical nature drive to just keep on fighting. Whatever it is, it will not stop fighting. Even though the other one already did. That other octopus quit and jumped in the water. This one won't. And now it goes on. Gertrude. Gertrude. Gertrude's got a new weapon. How <laughs> <gasps> right, do you want to play this, mate? We're going to beat this thing with its own tentacle. Oh my god. Okay, so. 
Um, definitely, we're gonna do Great Club stand <laughs> standards, uh, which I think is also the stats for one, your Tarnished Gauntlets without the plus, plus ones. So, like a Great Club, you grab this tentacle, um, and you just in one whop, it's screaming, it's wiggling around, and as it does this, you line up the shot, Gertrude, roll your attack. Um, looks like 10 damage. Cap, why do you... I, I, I roleplay it out. Like, I, I, I make you line up the shot. Then you roll a 10, Cap. Come on. Don't do this to me. That's... He is flanked, technically. Oh, my goodness. You haven't oh, wait, that's 10, that's that's 10 damage. damage. That's what? damage. Wait, oh, no, that's your damage. No, 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 yeah, you rolled your damage. Oh, yeah, no. You said you roll, roll your attack. attack. <laughs> okay. You roll your attack. You gotta hit it. I'm trying to get you hit it. We'll right, take that damage, though. We'll, we'll take that damage. How does that sound? All right, excellent. So you're saying that it's uh, yeah. the same as my gauntlets? Uh, I would agree. Am I wrong uh, on that, Jay? Okay. Um, if you're proficient in a great club, it's your proficiency bonus, your strength bonus, and then the nat 20. Uh, sorry, 20 to roll. Yeah, it should be just a d20. Plus, yeah. For Gertrude, she probably is proficient in it, so it'd be a lot like... Plus five. Yeah, just roll. Just roll your attack. Yeah, just roll your attack for your gloves. We'll make it easier. We don't want to waste too much time on it. Fair enough. So. You made it. Yes. Uh, I was gonna make you. It. If yeah. it didn't, I was gonna make you roll advantage. Yeah. I was gonna make you roll advantage yeah, yeah. if you didn't. But you line up the shot, and it's like everything freezes, and what the one eye that is left is glazed over and looking at nothing like it's looking off in the corner but you feel as if it's looking right at you and you just wallop one strong swing with its own tentacle and you just make the head implode uh i expect to hear blood gushing sounds. yeah some moist squelching yeah it's gotta be very good yeah uh, possibly get the scream in there. I'm really excited about the scream. Hopefully the scream's gonna yeah. be And for the backing, uh, a full operatic it's, it's score. <laughs> Fuck you, Tika. <laughs> but this thing just implodes and it just kind of shrivels up and now there's just an undead octopus carcass where there it used to be undead. I was about to say alive, but it's supposed to be alive. But either way, you guys have done it. It used to be dead dead, but now it's just dead. It's just dead, yeah. And if it's a red octopus, then it's red dead. Good job. Alright, so as you guys go here, though, uh, anybody have any things they want to say before we kind of move on? Yeah. Oh, it's rotting octopus. I wouldn't do that. Don't put it's like that undead, nasty. I will get my bow back out uh, as we approach the tower. Uh, thank you for your help, friends. Thought that octopus had me for a second. Yeah, uh, Furby's gonna nod his little wolf head and actually go ahead slightly so that our ranged boys can kind of have a bit more space because I think uh, we've got two rangers and Donovan and Addison can both do spells. Yeah, Gertrude being the tank of the group is going to be in the front. <laughs> yeah, Furby will come with you. I'll pull up the rear then. I'll cross the bridge. Okay. And as you guys get a little bit closer, um, you see leaning up against the wall. Um, it, it's almost 
One is hanging across the railing, like kind of draped on the railing, as if he's seasick. Is a skeleton on your left. On the right is one leaning up against the battlement, like facing the, the, the lighthouse itself. And there is one just sprawled out, a bunch of bones everywhere and a bits of armor in front of the doorway. If you guys can see on Rule 20, they are like, that's where they're at. Um, but they're just there. They're still, it looks like they've been there for quite a long time. Um, but they are just, just laying there. Like two are intact and one's just, you know, a bunch of bits and pieces. What do you guys do? You haven't read a single thing that I wrote down, have you? <laughs> Damn straight I haven't. The story is gone, Matt. Uh, anyway, Furby, well, he's basically a dog. These are bones. He's going to go sniff around to see if he can get himself a little snack. Wait, so you act like an, the animal that you are? You don't just I'm get gonna the benefits say of it, you but you the, actually Furby's act like it? Furby's brain is still there, but he has the senses of whatever animal he has. He's better at smelling when he's a wolf. He's uh, better at climbing when he's a monkey. He's better at seeing when he's an eagle. That kind of thing. So, to him, these corpses smell like a bona fide dinner. I think um, Gertrude's a seen... A bona fide dinner? Uh, good one. <laughs> He ain't that bright. I think Gertrude's seen this is just going to assume that she's getting into another fight here. And, um... He'll start sniffing one of... Sniffing up to this boy. See if there's any bones he can pick off. Nice to hear. DM, as, um... As Furby goes to sniff and bite the bones, I know we're probably on the cusp of combat, but I am curious. I would call out in common tongue to the... Uh, it, it looks like maybe like a lead skeleton? Uh, do they all look the same? Are they all adorned in the same type of armor? Or are, ones, or are some look different than the others? Uh, the one that is in the middle is facing the door. Um, they're all wearing armor, uh, and they seem to have, have weapons. Um, as I said, they, they just look like they're there. They're not, like, active. They don't look like... They look like they just died where they were at, and that's where they lay. That's what it looks like. Um, but clearly the one in front of the door has like shinier armor has like more prestigious armor and you would be able to tell that this is the leader is the one that's in a just a pile of bones in front of the door if there's any room to do so before combat starts um i would call out or i wouldn't call out i would look at donovan in front of me and i'd say do you suppose they're able to be reanimated we've seen enough evil so far that well perhaps they could be reasoned with i'm not so sure but you tell me should we call out uh, if you mean by call out, put an arrow into them or something, sure. I don't think you can reason with the dead. Mm. Good enough for me. You, you all seem to have much more uh, magic, magical inclinations than I do. I, deferring for your, to your expertise, I'm simply in it to protect my woods, but if you say so, then my arrows are at your side. Gertrude knows nothing about magic. She just punches things. <laughs> You don't know that, though. Maybe you're the most magical dwarf to ever True. exist. Yeah, maybe she's punching things so good that he thinks they're magical. Yeah. Putting holes in cephalopods is magic into itself, mm-hmm. I would think. Yes. You handle those tentacles so, so magically. <laughs> so, uh, it cut to our, our Rated R episode podcast specifically for, like, yeah. <laughs> Just the uh, one. Of course you do. Yeah. 
He guest starred in it, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> no, he's the main character. Yeah. Uh, so, as you guys get close, as as Burbo gets close to this, um, from what everybody was expecting, da, 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 the pile of bones assembles itself into a, a slightly taller skeleton. Not very tall. I mean, definitely, they're humanoid in nature, but this one was probably taller in life. Because um, it looks like it probably stands three or four inches taller than the other two. Because um, they also animate. And they, they kind of pull... One pulls itself off the battlement. And the other one stands up. And they start walking closer to Gertrude. Not Gertrude, uh, Furby. Gertrude, Furby. Um, who is right there in front of them. And before Furby can react, the one that just... <laughs> just build itself up goes... Well, hello. Well, hello. What? Uh, Furby can't. T- uh, Furby's gonna back the hell up. <laughs> we don't get a lot of visitors around here. You talk. What are you guys doing? Uh, oh, are you talking? I mean, the the chicken, the the chicken, asks me if I can talk. The chicken okay. has a voice box. Well, you are bones. Uh. Yeah. And your point? Bones don't talk. Fair enough. But either way, aside the point, we're not going to talk about how we are. I want to ask, what are y'all doing? Have I told you about the religion? (laughs) No! I love that no one was surprised. I absolutely love that no one was expecting that response. They just got dead silent. (laughs) I can't talk. I'm on move though. (laughs) I'm only a dog. Oh, I've been leading up to this for a bit, so I'm really happy to see your reactions of surprise. But, yes, what are y'all doing here? We're here to explore the lighthouse. (laughs) Are you going to let us in? Mm, Why would I do that? That's my lighthouse. There was this guy that was like in the woods. He told us to come here and check it out. Guy in the woods. seemed friendly enough. He said, just come down here, check out the lighthouse. It's a cool place. And here we are. It's tours on Sundays, right? Uh, you just... You just stumble across things with some random dude in the woods tells you to go he's somewhere? Like he's lying to him? Yeah, some sort of deception here. <laughs> it was the wrong deception, then. Okay. Well, that's up to Tick. That's a pretty bad deception. I'm gonna make you get... I almost want to make you get disadvantage on that, because Jesus Christ. Some random dude yeah, in the woods? Come on. Deception man. enough. It's not the best deception, but it's a deception, you know? it, But the question is, does it work? Oh my gosh. Twelve. Oh. Was not prepared for that. Okay. Well. Um, you're you're really gonna have to be more specific. Okay. When you mean There's person in the woods, guy. I mean you're the first ones I've seen in a long time. Well, if you don't know the guy, you know like four the days guy or so. in the woods. Um, I'm gonna turn around. And go. What's his name? Help me. Just <laughs> sort of wave my hands to the others. We don't, we don't know this. Wait, so as, so as Viney, like, step forward and become the speaker of the well, group? No one else is speaking. Yeah, no one else is saying anything. You just push it forward like, you do it, Viney, go! No one else is speaking, so it's like, yeah. I think I've shocked everybody into silence at this point. I'm just trying to just bullshit my way in because I want to check out this lighthouse. So, yeah, someone else, <laughs> you know, this old guy in the woods, his name was, um, what's his name? I, I point to the, I point to Coop and say, Coop, what's that old guy named your friend? Um, 
Yeah, because that's clearly Coop. Okay, um, that's the one. So, yeah, uh, let's see. Gabriel, so, Gabriel's gonna be Gabriel like, would try yeah. to play along at first. He would say, <laughs> Alexander. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, good old Alexander. He's a good guy. Good guy. So, yeah, Alexander here, he said we can come in and check out the lighthouse. It's almost as if we don't have a reason to be here. Shut up, bunny. We do. <laughs> We're not talking to you. There's someone here trying to kill everyone, and this guy saw, said he saw them four days ago. It's just that Cartman's being viney, which is, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean. We have uh, a reason to I be mean, here. I just can't say anything about it. I'm a dog. I, he, actually, I could stop being a dog. Yeah, I guess you could. Uh, like, you like, you just transform thing. back? So you transport back? Yeah, sure. And it's good. Oh my god! What? The dark shed? Oh, there was a dog! Wolf, actually. I was... Close, though. Wow, uh -huh. you've never seen a uh, training dog before? Yep. Mag mag very, very good magic to change into wolf and bat. Uh, we heard there was a disturbance in the. Uh, Force. Uh, not, not, not the force, the, uh, the world, that um, there were dangerous things here attacking people, found an old guy, said he got attacked here. We kind we of help people out if their homes have got invaded by attacking creatures, and seems like you might have a problem with that. Uh, I mean, no problems here. I mean... Was there I mean, we, well, you did, you did help us with our infestation. You see those freaking undead octopuses? God! Gotta say thanks, man. They wouldn't let me leave for a while. Ripped up that old man real good when he came through here. That was the last time I saw someone. Yeah, yeah. So thank you guys. I appreciate. But no, this is my lighthouse. You can leave now. Um, what? what one more question. Uh, this this lighthouse looks kind of dwarven. Uh, Gertrude, that that correct? Mm. For me, not familiar with dwarven architecture. Mm. Impressive dwarven lighthouse. Uh, let, uh, let's not beat around the bush. Donovan's going to walk forward at this point and be like, we're actually here from the health department and we are going to perform <laughs> a random inspection on the lighthouse. I would like to roll deception, if I may. Go for it. 23. They don't even have unions. Oh! Well, come on in! Why did you say so? Where's your badges? Ah, I'm sure you don't need them. It's a long ride out here. Come on! Hey, you too. Open the door. So they all just run in. And they run up to the door and they open, they slide the door open, and that one that's clearly in the, the boss like just steps out of your way a little bit and just like holds his arm out. He's like, "Come on in, I'll show you around." <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't laugh at me. Don't you? So no tours on Sundays. Assholes. No tourists for health inspectors only. All right, well, Gertrude's just going to shrug and go along with us. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah, we are from the uh, the uh, health inspectors for magical buildings, properties, and peoples. Um, for they, they... beings, evil, goods, in between, all work. They are already aware of this. Definitely. For goods and pe peoples? Sorry. Um... Wait, now it makes me question, what health department do you guys work for? The health department. Mm. Big, uh, or, big deal. Or like Neverwinter, or... Uh, we do for Neverwinter, for other places. 
bit outside, not too far outside. There's zoning laws, very uh, specific. Ah, uh, so Sword Coast Scientific? Sword, uh, Coast Guard? We do work for them, yeah. Oh. That's interesting, because I just made them up. You mean you don't know Sword Coast specific Coast Guard? You have been in Lighthouse for a while, stuck with Squid. They are a relatively new organization. Furby thinks makes sense. You don't know. Okay, so just so happened to be the name that I made up on the spot. You live on Sword Coast, that name of whole area, named after. Oh the come place. on! I got Most twenty-three on deception. Are. Yeah, well, you did, but then uh, you do realize then that. Then I opened um, my fat mouth. <laughs> Verbi kept talking. I was just making you a Shrek reference. You rolled the deception. Okay. <laughs> Rule, yeah, Donovan, great. He believes everything Donovan says. <laughs> Furby, different story. That's a whole other ball game. So, uh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel knocks an arrow. Yeah, Gabriel's. Gabriel's. I would. Go. I would go great. ahead, cut okay. through all the BS, and say, "Be silent, foul construct. It is you who are bringing a plague upon the Neverwinter Woods." You will suffer we don't the actually know that they've done anything wrong. We don't know that they've actually done anything wrong. You guys did run to a place without having any having clue what was I up don't there. Care. I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm ready to fire some arrows. Yeah. I know. I'm saying this is great. This Fair is great. Enough. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Great. Yeah. You know, Continue. Well, Sorry, Gata. Go ahead. And kill everyone. Let's go for it. So, as you guys go in, there was the one that led you in. Um, the the door is closed behind you as you walk in. You guys have this discussion and. Gabriel says his words. He said, and I will let you continue. Because around you, as you guys go in there, um, there is, I'm going to say this one right here on the right is the one that brought you in. And then the there is four others just up against the wall. Two are actually playing cards at a table. <laughs> just relaxing. Very confusing. Um, uh, one is just twiddling his thumb and his thumbs in the corner. Another one is at the top of the stairs just to go up I mean that is actually at, um, sorry no he's at the bottom of the stairs um, to stair that go to the top um, and he's also just kind of sitting on a barrel um, reading a book actually um, but when this conversation clearly goes south that the guy caught you and called you out on not being helpful oh um, at this point Gertrude's danger sense um, is she able to react to any incoming attacks? Oh, a- absolutely. Once the conversation starts going south, your danger sense just gets, you know, starts blaring yeah, off like spiders. I figured not going to fuck around. goes off like an alarm. Start throwing haymakers. Are we still running on the same initiative, or are we redoing it? Uh, let's go ahead and redo it. Um, Matt already rolled his, so everybody roll initiative <laughs> for now, it is said that Gertrude um, says the oh. danger sense and everything. Oh, I will yeah. give Gabriel Gabriel and and Gertrude advantage on their attack rolls, for sure, because they oh, were ready, you know, ready to go. Yeah. Gertrude's oh, just yeah, like, she's tired good. of talking. Okay. She just walks up and smacks the guy in the face. Don't on and everything. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, let me roll the skeleton initiative. Okay, 15. Okay, so yeah, it, it goes it goes uh, Gertrude, Viney, Donovan plus two, so it's 16, mm-hmm. right? Okay, three. Skeletons are four. 
Oh, 13. So yep, skeletons are before. And then it goes Furby and then Addison May. So it does throw with Gertrude. Gertrude's throwing a haymaker. Gertrude, roll your. I was just nope, saying, yeah, well, Gertrude chooses the biggest one in the room. She grabs him by the bone rib cage and just throws her fist through his face. The bone cage. And she hits with a, a nine. Oh. Tell me that it's a nine. Come on. It's a nine. Thirteen. Ah, okay. <laughs> yep, that was a bad roll. So she, um, I guess she punches through the sternum where the, where there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. She just sort of spins on her heels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a little shocked by that. Kind of laughs yeah, a little. Kind of funny. <laughs> and kind of kind of kind of goes on and then. Viney, what are you doing? Um, after watching Gertrude's um, interesting punch, I'm going to aim my bow and arrow at him and then I'll try to get him with my attack. Okay, the one that pulled. Okay, the one that's standing in front of you guys for people at home. It's the one that actually let them in. He was from the outside. He is aiming. Ah. Them. That's a 15 you hit. Actually, I think I said that 13. Silly, roll your damage. Five. You hit the the left arm of this guy. He just goes flying off. You hit him right at the bolt at the at the at the where it connects. Goes, ah! You know what? I'm starting to think you guys aren't from the health inspector's office. You had the tennis elbow. And he pulls up. Oh. Well, never mind, man. I like that arm. On to the next one, <laughs> uh, which is Donovan. I will go and stab that one over there then. If I may. Okay, that is the one that um, Gertrude had attacked the one at the bottom of the stairs, um, I believe. Go ahead and... Um, oh yeah, roll your... as a 21 to 13 AC, so go ahead and roll your damage. 11 piercing. Oof. You know what? Just for the sake of time, because we only have 20 minutes sadly. Uh you just lop the head right off this thing. And what's shocking, I'm going to say, considering with Gabriel, Gabriel, I'm not going to make you roll for this or any, on insight or anything like that. From what it seems like, um, Gabriel has has interacted with, with these horrific kind of constructs before, these necromantic Have I? constructs. Have I? Um, and they don't usually do what this one did. Um, this one just turned to dust. Like, completely. As if it had been... Usually they fall apart to bones as if as as you had found the one in front of the door, but this one just disintegrates. It goes complete to dust and just like the dust flits away, flitters away, um, as if it had never been there at all. And that's I would say is a little shocking to get real, and especially to you guys. You guys have had more than your fair share of necromancy. Um, this was different, so. But yep, you you take one out, Donovan, and on to the skeletons. Um, now here's also the funny thing: is the ones that are on card table, they just it's like a bar fight because they're like, oh, let's do this. They flip the table for no reason, um, and it's not even facing like they flip it towards the wall. They're not even flipping it towards the right thing. Um, and the one that was twiddling his thumbs gets up, does a fist pump, and goes, all right, I've done this in a while. And they rush in 
Uh, <laughs> like frat boy style. First one they see is Vine from where they're at, stationed here. What? Yeah. Yes. What? Uh, they go for Vine. One does. I'm going to have one go for Vine. One goes for Furby. And then one goes around the leader, goes to Gabriel. And, well, actually, I'm going to have that one go to Addison. And then one goes to Gabriel. So you guys are kind of dueled up here. Um, and the one that's attacking Viney is going to swing his short sword. And yeah, that is a that, nat that Is it Crit damage is double damage, correct? Right? Yes, it's, oh, no, it's full damage, and then you add any bonuses on top of that. So it's an automatic full it's damage, not, not double damage, but full full damage. Okay, so it is, yeah, it's 1d6 plus 2, so it's 2d6 plus 2. Yeah. Oh, that is 10. That is 2. That is 12. Sad to say, okay. that is 12 damage. You get that stabbed in... Right away. Uh, you get stabbed in your good arm. Not the Furby arm, because I've already got oh, a no, cannon. You get no, stabbed in the Furby arm. It's not then all of a sudden Furby would take damage as well. No, it's you stabbed in your good arm. So your luck, fine. Your luck definitely is not great right now. And the one that attacks Furby swings a short sword. Twenty. That is a That's a dirty twenty. That's a dirty twenty. So you do not take the critical, but it is you still get hit. And that's a one d six, and that is eight damage. Oh, okay. And he kind of swings down and gets you on the shoulder blade. You're able to sw- get back a little bit, uh, but it does dig a little deep. It doesn't dig into you, but it definitely cuts deep. Like you're gonna need stitches. But you do take eight damage, fifteen. Gabriel, the one that was the leader, the one that led you in here. He heard you <laughs> say, "Foul," you know constructs gets a little whiff gets a little miffed at that gets a little miffed it's a short sword and swings fuck at you. him oh oh that's a and miss it's 11 it's a miss oh so out of his anger and his gets lets his anger get ahead of him he uh he fails and full-on just it's uh and, and he kind of stumbles a little bit but he he, he screams on his feet but man he completely pride cometh before the fall that's what i say oh goodness so well spoken <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so the one that's attacking Hudson uh, swings with his short sword. And that's a 10. Addison, do you achieve like an 17? 19 AC. Alright. Oh, jeez, yeah. 19? Damn. That's a nice AC. Oh my gosh. Nothing can hit Addison. Wow. Okay, well, yeah, this is just a swing and a miss. Um, and now it does go on to back to Gabriel. Gabriel, what do you do? You laugh in the face. You use a bonus action to laugh. And <laughs> bonus action, laugh. Mock the the, the skeleton. <laughs> um, man, tough decision. Well, they're all meleeed up. I will get disadvantage on my bow, but you know what? Ugh, nothing lost, nothing gained. So. Oh, um, you get adva- took said he was giving you advantage on your first attack roll because you already had that arrow. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, uh, good memory. Thank you again, Jay. Um, so that'll cancel out to be a regular roll. I'll do a regular roll for my U longbow, and then as a bonus action, I will do Hail of Thorns, and DM is the leader uh, directly adjacent to me right here where I'm pinging. Okay. Yes, he's directly I will drop. Yes. I will do uh, an arrow shot towards the leader. With Hail of Thorns as a bonus action, and these on either side will need to make dex save or incur the wrath of a D6, I believe. I'll put it in chat. I'll put it in okay. chat really quick. Yeah. 
So, Absolutely. firstly, what's uh, the DC? Oh, sorry. Firstly, to hit. Their AC is 13. Oh, right. That's so pretty that, good. That, That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. 24. Uh, Damn. Full damage. Yeah. Eight piercing damage. Shoot him. Shoot a freaking arrow through his eye. And then, um, Hail of Thorns and chat for you, DM, at level one. I've got two, or I've got one spell slot left for this session. And they need to make a deck save of 13. Let me check my spell casting modifier. Two seconds. Yes, yeah, wisdom. Spells, spells DC. Say again. Sorry, they might. Yes, uh, 13 is the DC, and it is a dex save. Otherwise, they take 1d10. Okay, one save. So... One next to Gertrude, which I did. Ger oh, <laughs> come on, uh, man. Jay did remind, <laughs> Jay did remind me. Uh, uh, Gertrude, I don't think we gave you advantage on your attack, so you'll get it the next time, right? Uh, oh, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you yeah win, but she hit anyway. It was a mess with both rules. Oh, okay. Okay. One All saves, right. no okay. damage. So was... The other, freaking one damage. But I'll take it. Whatever. DM's discretion. You can put it on either one. The left or the right doesn't matter. Uh, actually, you rolled six damage for it. Way up at the top when you clicked Hail of Thorns, it rolled it for you. Up yeah, you did DM. six piercing. Yeah, we'll go with that. Actually, okay. uh, do a little bit better on it. So yeah, you do six damage. Oh, you, I sorry, you wrap, I didn't realize. Full on wrap. My bad. So good. Full on wrap the one. I'm gonna go on your right. So it's the one um, in front of Furby. Okay. Gets wrapped. Um, the one that is in front of Addison. Um, he's able to nifty dodge out of the way. Um, and now you've wrapped one. And now it does cut to Furby. Furby, what do you do? The one in front of you that tried to sting at you? Uh, he is now completely wrapped. Like you have something Let's like keep kicking that. ass, everybody. Grapple. Okay, so Furby's gonna bonus action shift into giant hyena form. And uh, oh take a bite attack. Okay, go for it. That's plus five to hit, so 21. And oh, uh, yeah. 2d6 plus three damage. And this guy, I think. She's hitting this one. Oh, sure. 2d6 plus three. So. Oh yeah, you. So you get a mouthful of dust. Cool. The second you, just like when you shot the arrow at the leader, it went straight through his head. His skull cracked, and the second his skull cracked, like blistered open, he turned to dust, just like the one by the stairs. And this one here that Furby has bit, just as she he gets a mouthful of ash as a hyena. Uh, because it also just turns the dust. Okay, a fun appropriate thing for the bone crushing hyena is that when I kill something, I get to go again. So ah, go for it. Uh, I'm thinking this guy probably. Get him off Cartman's okay. back. Same thing again. Uh, Twenty plus whatever. Nineteen plus five, twenty-four to hit. <laughs> go for it. And then I think it was two d six. Yep, two d six plus three. So we'll see what the damage is. 2d6 plus 3, that's uh, 10 damage. Yeah, just for sake of time, you do 30. And guess what, <laughs> you... baby? Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's, going that's again. Too... Going again, go for it. Go for it. So, Hyena's on a rampage for everybody here. Uh, uh, you know, absolutely having a great time cracking the marrow root of bones as it's meant to do. 8 plus 3? 
11 again? Yeah. This oh, one, yeah. I'm not gonna have you. He's, he's, he's not real good. You full-on bite the leg off of this, of this skeleton. He doesn't turn to us. The rest of them did. Uh, he's on the ground, and he, uh, kind of lays back a little bit, and he looks up, and he's like, so, um, Trivis? Or, <laughs> uh, he just kind of looks around all the dust that used to be his boss, his friends, and it's like, um, See, I, I only attacked because my boss wanted me to attack. I mean, uh, could we have a truce? Or maybe? Furby's happy enough with a bone snack. He's just going to wander over into a corner and just start chewing. I was say, Donovan's going to lean over to Gertrude. Smash. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Gertrude's a little bit embarrassed here. Um, so she's just going to raise her foot and stomp the <laughs> curb stomp this skeleton. Ah. Does anybody else want to do something? Anybody else? For, you know, just in case, for Mika. In the conversation, nobody wants to talk to it or anything like that. We'll set aside. I don't want to pull another glass staff where you kill him before you can do anything. <laughs> well, we're just too good. What can we say, man? But okay. Yeah, if you do that, roll. Just go and roll an unarmed strike. No, don't even do that. He's missing a leg. He's on the ground. Yeah, the second you put your foot on the skull, you just feel the cracking underneath, and it turns to dust. Oh, the cracking? Wasn't expecting that twist. Yeah, yeah, a lot of crack. And the crack bursts from the floor. <laughs> Boss fight. That's full on. Uh, you guys didn't know you guys were in Final Fantasy. Uh, now, the real you guys are just in an empty room, bunch of dust. Looting time. What do we do? What? So what's it looting? Looting time. I mean, you can. Let's go. I mean, for the sake of time, it's probably going to be empty. <laughs> Just saying. So we cleared out the loot. So, yeah, we should check the floors, make sure we've cleared it out, and then check if there's any loot. 100%. 100%. Go for it. We will, you guys can go up the next floor. If you want, do you? We go in then, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Damn, so empty. <laughs> okay. Do we find anything while we're looting the place? I mean, I don't know, Matt. You you really you really wove a tail here. What is? Do they find anything? <laughs> oh please! Oh no! The saltiest of saltiest places. <laughs> we're in the ocean. It's still too salty for here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel bad because Matt worked really hard on this. I'm sorry, Matt. You were, you too, too little, job. too late. <laughs> I do like it. I like it. I like it, man. I like it. I like it. So you go up. Um, I'm gonna say that really sadly wasn't. Um, I mean, as it was kind of dusty. Um, it, it looks like the place has been abandoned for a long time. The only sign of, I guess you could say, quote unquote, life, was the skeletons. Everything's just covered in dust. A bunch of old parchments. Normal, like, I would say this is on the first floor. Normal ledgers and everything like that shipping ships coming and going very similar to um what it like what a lighthouse would have you know n noting ships that you go to and from um ships that they you know i would assume i mean i don't know if they would have something like a like a, a magic radio in a, <laughs> a form you know where they like could t talk it wouldn't be a full-on radio but you mean like an ice message or whatever um let people, I mean, a house would, back in this time with magic and everything, they would let people know that they were coming. Um, besides just letters or anything like that. Um, 
but they have notes like that. But other than that, it's just like a normal lighthouse, like, you know, maintenance tools, everything like that. Nothing really, you know, out of the ordinary besides the lighthouse. Gertrude gets bored and starts heading up the stairs again. Up the stairs we go. So you guys come up, and what's pretty funny about this one um, is it's there's two skeletons, and it looks like would-be skeletons, given a few more months, but they've still got a lot of flesh on them, is three zombies. Um, and they're all doing kind of like what was down in the first floor. Like, they're bored. Just kind of piddling. One is hack... Weird. It's kind of gross. Is uh, One of the zombies is playing hacky sack. Hacky sack. Very disgusting, because you hear a lot of squishing sounds. Um, yeah, he's playing you, with a hacky sack. Where, where he got where a hacky sack, hacky what the hacky sack is in of, I don't know. Do you not know what hacky yeah, sack is? Yeah, it's that ball where they kick on their shoes, Do you right? not know what a hacky sack is? Yeah, he just has it, dude. He was a person before, he's a zombie, maybe he just liked hacky sack. Oh, you're, you're, I'm so sorry, I forgot to put the lore of how hacky sacks come into existence. You see, when a, tur a, a bird, a magical phoenix bird flies over, when it shits, they shit out hacky sack. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They just oh appear God, out of I'm nowhere. It's not like they're made or anything. It's not like people can make a hacky sack. It's in medieval times. It's just a sack with beads in it. Uh, but no. Magic yeah, he's beads. playing with the goddamn Phoenix shit hacky yeah, sack. Damn right. Very rare, yes. Never heard of them before. Anyway, do we find any or should we just leave? No, I mean, that's just, that's the three zombies and two skeletons just bored, laying around, not doing anything. They noticed you come up. What I say it's funny is that it's kind of, they don't even really acknowledge that you had a full-on fight Thank down you. in the basement, down on the first floor. <laughs> Gertrude's going to question one of them. She's going to say, hey, hey, is there a necromancer here? Hey. Hey, he's okay. upstairs. And Gertrude starts walking upstairs. <laughs> Thanks. <Okay. laughs> Thanks, man. All right. No problem. Cool, thanks. <laughs> I'm glad that worked. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the third floor. I'm, yeah. I didn't expect it to go fast, but I did like the fact that they were just kind of calm. I don't know. I rolled with that, with them being calm. So yeah, as you go up there, there is two more zombies. Um, and leaning up against the wall, um, on of the bed. There's beds there, actually. She's actually on the bed. Um, got her back to a wall. Just throwing a little orb up in the air is a woman, a very humanoid woman. Um, she is, you know, kind of, kind of eerie looking. I would say her face is gaunt, um, very pale, as if she hadn't seen the light of day in a very long time. Um, and around the room is there's two zombies, um, and from what you can tell, ghosts. But you can't, when you look right at them, they're not really. You can see through them. Um, but you know they're there because out of the corner of their eye, you can see manifestations. You know, you can kind of see them out of the, your peripherals, and things are moving around as if they're poltergeists, but you can see them. Um, and they're just it, very calm in here. The second you guys walk up the stairs, she stops throwing her orb up in the air and throwing it up in the air and catching it. She stops and goes, um, Hi? Gertrude just waves. Hi. You guys make a habit of just um, walking into people's homes? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, we do. It's kind of a thing. We, uh, oh. the heroes, yeah? 
your yeah. your heroes. So yeah, I'm sorry, but breaking into people's houses isn't exactly a hero thing. Well, I don't is, know if you know we help people. Like the definition of a burglar and what the definition, the definition of a hero of a is. Hero is that we're allowed to go anywhere as long as we're helping. Can Gertrude interrupt? <laughs> She feels the desire to it. cut through the bullshit here. <laughs> she, she says, Lighthouse killed a man outside. What's going on here? This is Dwarven. You're not Dwarf. Oh. Well, I found this. So I live here now. And I'm a necromancer, if you can't tell. So, uh... Yeah, I just wanted a place. I found this place, stumbled across it. Kind of needed. Pretty, really pretty. Beautiful architecture. Uh, and it's a place where I wanted to practice my necromancy. Um, and everything was fine. Yeah, that old man came, but... I mean... You guys saw that my bridge wasn't exactly, like, right near the forest line. And he just, like, walked right up to that octopus. Um... Like... I hate to use the term, um... Mame? Murder? What would you have us believe, necromancer? Silence your fell tongue. Uh, Why do you persist? You know you're not welcome in this land. Me, me as Tukin, I actually completely forgot the word. Uh, selective breed? No, no. Evolution? Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the the dumb the dumb die. So that's you know better on with our. With, I would say selective breed. <laughs> Natural it's selection. Too much farm stuff. I have a farm. Natural selection. Boom. There we go. Boom. I got the selective is in there. Yeah. Eugenics. Yeah. Yeah. Now she needs to die. She's clearly evil. Clearly evil. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all going to look at each other. Look at the necromancer. We fight. Oh, yep. There Dog we go. Pile. Uh, no, we're going to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Melee all right. time. So, we're actually at that point, too. Uh, uh, so, you just... Are you, so, I assume you're attacking the Necromancer. Mm-hmm. So, as she's talking, uh, roll your damage. Actually, go into and throw that. You rascal, you caught me monologuing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey. So, so, this arrow just... Before she says the word A-R-R-I... <laughs> before she even says it. Boom. Arrow appears in her chest. She goes, well, dang. Okay. And falls dead. <laughs> Not kidding. Last words. Plays dang, over. Okay. Yeah, face okay. well, 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 dang. Oh, wow. Do all the ghosts disappear okay. and the zombies deanimate with the death of their unholy master? Um, no. What's kind of funny, um, it really seems like they've been here a while actually, because everything, like, it, it, it's all dusty and everything, but the, the floor is not dusty, as if, you know, there's constant walking around and everything. It, more along the lines, you guys can definitely, I'm not going to make you roll a perception roll, you find a diary. Um, In the diary, she basically just states that she's always had an interest in necromancy. Um, And once she started practicing it, she, wow, this is you know, something I can do is something I'm good at. Um, so she started resurrecting a lot of corpses and and everything, not killing people, but was finding corpses like that were left behind by like bandit raids and stuff, sneaking them off to her castle, 
I mean, this little would be like a castle-like lighthouse, um, and reanimating them. But the reason why there's a lot of stagnation and no desire um, is she really didn't know what to do once she created them. She even mentions this in her notes of, I don't really, I'm good at necromancy, but what am I supposed to do with them once I resurrected them? Am I supposed to have a purpose? Am I supposed to give them a purpose? I mean, I could have to defend my lighthouse, but what else am I going to do? And the last note is, it mentions the old man. She goes, I really, I, I, I resurrected an octopus, you know, wanted something a little bit different, especially considering, um, you know, I, I, we're near the sea, there's plenty of them, it washed up on the shore. So I resurrected it and it killed the man today. I don't really know what to do about At least I know, he, at least I think he killed him. I mean, I felt my death, my necromantic death aura on him as he ran off. But, and I, there's no way a man that old could survive that long. But what am I going to do? Are people going to come after me? What is, what happens next? And that's the last note. And the zombies are just kind of there, one scratching its head and shrugs because they were never given a purpose when they were animated. So they weren't exactly, have no really feeling, they have no like internal desire to protect her. They don't know her. They just know that they brought her, like he, she brought them life, but didn't really give them any purpose. So they have no thing. So they just kind of shrug. The ghosts are swirling around. It looks like they had been maybe manifestations that have been summoned like of, of different form of ritual, you know, just summoning the spirit instead of bringing the spirit to a corpse. Um, but they're, they also have no purpose as if, you know, it's just a, a random haunted house in a way. They don't really know what to do, what their purpose is or how to proceed. So, but I want to say you guys want to give you guys a chance next to that diary is a book of spells and you can tell flipping through it. I don't care which one I would assume Gabriel, Gabriel is way more attuned with investigating this i would i would assume so with gabriel's flipping through this gabriel and i and you reach a page that is bookmarked and on it um for what you can make out it's very self-explanatory um it's a set of words to be said that if said will end the constructs so it's like a counter curse in case things turn to rye you see written in the the notes on the side. If things go awry, speak this. And it's echoes of Escher. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's <laughs> just it's it just Escherton, and it echoes when he says it. Escherton. 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 <laughs> no, uh, Gabriel would would um, Gabriel would look over the notebook um, and look at the fast fast friends that he just made. And he would ask, uh, not for a vote, but he would ask if anybody wants to read the words with him. Well, it seems as if this is going to bring an end to all of the struggles here. The souls lost, meandering in the ether. They need to be put to rest, just like the old man in the forest. They can't survive by themselves. They'll be tormented. They'll be stricken with grief. And they may even turn out worse than before. 
Please, somebody help me release them from the spell. Read over my shoulder. Well, I think uh, Gertrude, either wrongly or rightly, has decided that she's actually developed quite a bond with Catgut over this adventure. (laughs) (laughs) That she she is actually Catgut's best friend (laughs) out of the group. You had so, me at first punch, Gertrude. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Gertrude is going to agree. Then let us speak the words. Okay. And be rid of this foul place once and for all. And bring peace back to my woods. It's it's a very strange term. It it makes no sense. So I'll have you both read. I want to type it in the chat. I want to have you I want to say at the same time. We probably count on three, but... Uh, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> Edit this. Oh. I'm mate. <laughs> For everybody at home, I wrote "Edit this in Matt." That's the phrase. Edit this in Matt. Go ahead. Edit this in Matt. The second you say this, they the zombies just fall in. You know, they're just corpses, and the ghosts don't exactly just like completely disappear, but they disappear. I mean, they were just spirits. They go off to the Red Bomb, but they don't just, like, blip out into existence. Um, and you hear... It, it just... Since it's a rock lighthouse, there is a lot of echoing. You can hear the thudding of the zombies and the skeletons from... Good. Um, the Good. floor below you that just lets you go on. Um, and so, it is now empty. And from what it can tell, you know, besides the bodies and her diary and everything, she doesn't really have a whole lot, a lot of food. Um, she does have... A, what's really odd is underneath her bed she has a short bow it's like a recurve in a way um, maybe at one point she used it for hunting uh, so there's a lot of there's when you say you find provisions and everything there's a lot of fresh meat um, but this one's very interesting it's made out of a very dark wood possibly even a very rich walnut um, and it's really nice um, goat intestine twine which is actually very good very strong but and it's very well done um but it looks like it potentially there's runes carved into it she may have been experimenting with her magic with this possibly even doing a more magic bow of some kind um and gabriel i'm gonna say you're the one that picks it up what do you do with it gabriel hmm I think I just leave it behind. I think, I think seeing what I've seen and and sort of sensing the fact that this necromancer was dealing with a power she didn't fully understand, I wouldn't want any more of a part of her life than I had to begin with. So I would leave the bow behind. Uh, this is a very sad enemy. <laughs> she just she just makes me feel a little bit, a little bit bad for her. <laughs> I yeah 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 yeah, yeah Gertie, I agree. Oh, sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Maybe murdered a rebellious teenager. Probably. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah, well, Dawn have been dead. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, she, she could have lived on a great life. Ended left left behind necromancy forever and become great. But nope, took an arrow to the chest. Died. That's just how it is. <laughs> ah! So could, could we have talked her out of this one? Well, we didn't know that. Yeah. Besides, I, we didn't really. I, have I don't know. 
you realize every single line I've been winging since... Oh, well, I say realize. You guys knew. There's no way you guys didn't know I was winging every single freaking so line. So I question that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I knew, yeah, you knew. You brought it up, like, five times, Tick, and we all I, know. I have one more statement I want to make. I mean, yeah. like, because all of us fell that slight of hand. Can I just walk up to the bow and just take it? It's just... Hey, I had I got a 13, yeah, sir. Yeah, but you, I'm no, doing you great. said that counted. I didn't know what that... What that... I mean... I don't really know. Just I think Gabriel, I mean, you guys are doing sleight of hand, but I think Gabriel knows that you guys want the bow as like, as he's walking away, you're all just walking <laughs> past him towards the bow. <laughs> like, excuse me, pardon me. Slam, knocking him around. If he's not even there, like, oh, it's mine. It's mine. You're all fighting over the bow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, yeah. Furby's like gnawing on the end of the bow. Like, it's mine. Just, just trying to impress Cat by okay. standing next to him and shaking her head. Yes, yeah, very <laughs> flexing. Never. Oh yeah, look at this. <sighs> I would not begrudge the spoils yeah. of a fallen enemy to my new companions, but bear in mind, perhaps this bow led to her to led her to ultimate demise. Wield it safely, and thank you for your help. I feel as if my woods are safe, and farewell. Yeah, and upon hearing that, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let the bunny have it and walk away. <laughs> I don't want no dead jit. <laughs> I'm also. Cool. Bigger animal. No, I'm, I'm a religious man. So I don't is want it... no necromancy crap. Okay. We did ten seconds ago. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, is Furby gonna let Donovan have it? Oh yeah, Furby can't even use a bow. But it does make sense. Don't okay. All right. Well, I and... got a long bow, not short bow. And I have short bow. Okay. What is it? And as Gabriel walks off, do you have anything last to say? Uh, what are you parting from? I know you've already said your words to them, but. You're on your own, and you're leaving the, the the lighthouse, and you look back, and I would assume they're just now coming out or anything like that. But do you have anything left to say to the viewers at home for, for Gabriel Catgut's exit? Uh, <laughs> for Gabriel Catgut, uh, I would hope that the mist would somewhat dissipate as the crew all walks from the tower, and I would say that while it may be while it may offer rewards and enticing promises at the start my neutral good character would say evil never wins but other than that thanks for letting me play i had a great time hello i am matt the editor of a pint of cthulhu if you enjoy these episodes and wish to hear more why not support us over on ko-fi at a pint of cthulhu thank you very much and enjoy the pint Hey there, my name is Soren. You can also find me at SorenJ on Twitch and at Daily Dingus and Pick of Cthulhu on Tumblr, where I will occasionally post art about the campaign. Hello, I am Ethan. Um, if you guys want to find me outside of the podcast, I am actually a Twitch streamer by trade. I play, I play a variety of games on Twitch. I'm the Red Toucan, but I also upload all of those to YouTube as well, Red Toucan there, and to TikTok toucan as well. Hello there ladies and gentlemen. I go by Captain Hero Man and you can find me playing video games on Twitch. Hi, my name's Josh. You can find all of my links at linktree backslash joshb66. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e backslash joshb66. Thank you. Thank you very much to Sirenscape for providing most of the sounds you hear in this episode. You can also find us on Twitter at a pint of Cthulhu. That's at a pint of Cthulhu. You can also give us a review 
on your podcast app of choice. Thank you very much and goodbye.